Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. All right, welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Joshua. This is Fusion Fantasy Football. Uh, This is the next week tonight, one of the many uh, podcasts on the Fusion Fantasy Football Network, also known as the only one. But uh, no, this is the one and only flagship podcast on Fusion FFB. But next week tonight is kind of a series I do in season. And the whole point of this, if you're new, somehow... If you found this, I don't know how, welcome to whatever this is. Uh, Basically, I'm trying to keep you a week ahead. We're covering who the best streamers are for the next week so you can have them ready to go already when you can pick them up for free. I talk about ads, players you should be picking up, and I talk about trades you should be trying to make. So with all that said, let's go. Welcome to next week, tonight. So the week eight streamers came out. I don't know. Week eight was a bad, bad week for me. I was very busy, hardly had any time. um, And it just wasn't clicking either. I mean, actually, I did spend time, but it just wasn't clicking I did come up with Philip Rivers for for you. If so, if you were struggling with quarterback, at least I gave you that. Unfortunately, I also gave you Teddy Bridgewater, and that didn't that didn't go quite as well. Also gave you Cole Komet, that that did not go well, and uh, Packers defense, which I mean was okay, nothing special. We'll see how the week nines go. I'm really I'm liking how it's looking, and. Yeah, so we'll just leave it at that, come back to that next week. I I mean, actually, we do know how. No, we didn't. See, this is the problem with this show. I'm always a week ahead, and so I sometimes get confused about even what week it is. All right, so this is the Saturday before the Week 9 games. Just let the record show. And we are talking about Week 10 before Week 9 has even happened Let's go on by in week 10. We have the Jets, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Falcons. So you've got a couple good uh, quarterbacks there. You've got some wide receivers, a lot of wide receivers out, and some good, uh, a couple decent running backs. You know, you got Zeke, right? Gurley's putting up points. We'll see if Pirine can do it again this week nine. And, of course, you got CEH, and I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs running backs, really. So with that said, you probably want to go back to running back. And in Week 9, one of my calls was Drew Locke um, against the... Well, who was it in Week 9? It was going to be against the Falcons. Okay, we wanted to take advantage of the Falcons. This week, it's, it's the Raiders. So you could just ride with Drew Locke again. You can also um, look for like Derek Carr out there. Those are a couple of really good matchups, good options for you at quarterback. For running back, it's just whoever's healthy. Honestly, I can't. I can't even do like ads or streamers for running back anymore because how in the world am I supposed to know you're supposed to pick up Tyler Irvin a, a week and a half ago? I. 
I mean, actually, you know what? I did pick up Tyler Irvin a couple, a few weeks ago. And I, I really, I say this every time. I need to just tell you guys when I do weird stuff like that, when I almost pick up Travis Fulgham. I didn't though, so that doesn't count. Um, but just, I, I need to, I need to communicate that a little bit better because I don't know, it works out. So I should tell you, right? Uh, there is, look, Zach Moss, he looked really good last week, so I doubt he's out there. But it depends on how deep your league is. But he has a pretty decent matchup. I just kind of saw that, wanted to share it. Wide receivers, this is something that we're going to need. So obviously Michael Pittman Jr. needs to be owned. So just make sure people realize that he came back, right? So just get him on your roster otherwise and he's even a start in week 10 and he's probably going to look good doing something in week 9 and get some attention everyone's going to if somehow he's still on you know waivers or as a free agent in your league even after last week he's not going to be after this 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 week 9 games so get him now if you're really pushing in a deeper league and you need somebody look the Seahawks are at the Rams, okay? And Josh Reynolds seems to be coming on pretty well. We, for a while, thought maybe Van Jefferson would be the, you know, quote-unquote, the guy. But so far, uh, at least lately, and this comes and goes in waves, but lately, Josh Reynolds has been getting the work. And so with that said, we will go with him as the wide receiver three. And, uh, yeah. You could do worse. Wide receiver three against the Seahawks. Josh Reynolds. Tight ends. So tight end, because I only got one for you. It's Ross Dwelly, and though it's not really a good one because they played on Thursday, and he looked half decent, but they play the Saints in week 10. So maybe he gets lost, you know, in, you know, all the excitement for what other players hit, make it big, maybe because of injury week nine. Meanwhile, you can pick up Ross Dwelly coming off of his Thursday night football game, but playing the Saints. So that's that's really good for tight ends. Defenses, I, I guarantee you, I almost, I can't say 100%. I can say like 98%, and I can say 98% certain because they're 2% owned. Detroit Lions are playing Washington and we all know that the footballs have some issues, so I, it's a little unconventional. It doesn't look like a great play because the Lions' defense has not been fantastic, but they've been okay, and against the Redskins... Oh, I did it. I did it. I have done so well. I have done so well. Dang it. All right. The footballs... Just get the Lions, set it up next week. Everyone's going to be looking at it and kind of talking themselves into it and then realize that you have them. All right, so I don't have ads this week. I just don't have ads. Like I said, wh why? What would be What would be the point? I've already told you everybody you should be adding. Now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm sure that's not true. It's going to be somebody. I just did not invest any of the normal effort or process into ads this week. I'm sorry. I put all my effort, just like I told you I would, into trades, setting you up for the playoff run. That's what I'm focused on. 
and I've got a bunch of winners here and I also have some flips players that you want to kind of liquidate and flip them into something else that's going to benefit your lineup okay if these are key players to your lineup then you probably shouldn't get rid of them unless you know you can upgrade something even better but that's the point you want to consider net change in points on your lineup that's the point and even if you have to overpay to make it happen that's okay sometimes also sometimes a trade can look really good but when you actually dig deeper you find that the net points aren't good for you just because you're getting a better sounding name especially if you, if you have to give up two starters or something for it you can very quickly end up in the negative net projected points because of it so just be careful about that all right remember points are what wins we want points very simple i'm going to start out with tight ends for you guys because i know that's often a tough spot for teams first i want to say just if you have an opportunity if there's even a chance I don't know, somehow maybe the person who has this player on their roster is not doing well. I don't know, but Travis Kelsey is 100% worth the price of admission by Travis Kelsey. Not only is he just playing good, he has a fantastic playoff schedule. So go ahead, try and pay up for Kelsey. Again, net points to roster, to, to lineup, starting lineup. That's important to keep an eye on here. Now, going a little deeper on tight end, Eric Ebron. I know, I know. We always, somebody said something. I'm trying to remember who it was. I'm so sorry. Uh, it was probably like Outhouse or somebody like that. One of these funny guys, these insightful, smart guys who come up with things that I never could on Twitter. But he basically said that he pointed out how we've been trying to find and, and land on a Texans tight end for multiple season now. We've been calling. It's, oh, it's Aikens. Now it's, now it's, uh what was the other? I don't even remember the other guy's name. It's Tom, Thomas something. I don't even know. Then then it's Darren Fells, who oddly enough actually is, is actually does hit. He's pretty good consistently. But similar to that, We've been trying to, or not so much me, because I did not buy into Vance McDonald last year, but as a whole, we've been trying to find a tight end on the Steelers to do well for fantasy in a long time. And it just hasn't happened. We keep, we keep wanting another Heath Miller, and no one seems to come through. Eric Ebron... He still has his problems, but he is still, he's getting usage, he's getting work, he's getting points. So go ahead, and he has a fantastic schedule. Absolutely great schedule until week 16 championship game, so maybe have a plan B ready. But Ebron might be able to help get you there. All right, so Kelsey, if you can pay up, Ebron is a little bit cheaper. Receiver, Marquise Brown. I have struggled over this one all week, even even into last week, because, and I think, no, he was on my buys, on my trade fours, even just last week. I'm putting him in here again because 
Look, I don't know how long Lamar Jackson's going to be this bad. I just keep thinking somehow he can at least be a little bit better. Average, at least. And lately, Brown has been kind of... Uh, He's been acting like Stefan Diggs, basically. That kind of attitude, you know, why you have me if you're not going to use me, this kind of thing. So I think uh, he's maybe squeaked enough that he's going to get some grease here. So yes, cliche alert. I swear, if I'm ever, ever to the point, this is, we're deep enough into the show now where only people who are listening still, you, you guys are the real. You guys are the real, real. So I'm going to fill you in on this. If somehow, one day, I don't know, but maybe if I'm ever on Roto Underworld with Matt Kelly, I will be asking my private chat, Fusion FFP chat, which you all had an opportunity to be in if you're not already. Now you can't be. You can, however, join the Discord. Free for everybody. Lots of sit-start, everything else. It'll be fun in the offseason. Anyway... In the secret chat, I will be looking for all the fantasy football cliches I can possibly find. I will have them all printed out on a sheet in front of me. And when I'm on his show, I will use every possible opportunity to squeeze in a cliche to the point that I can hopefully drive Matt Kelly crazy and honestly, he's either going to just cut me and, and be fed up with me, or I think, I think, since it's deliberate, I'm going after, I think I would get some respect from him. I think he would go with it. It's good entertainment. That's what he cares about. But that's always been my plan if I ever get on Roto Underworld is just to just lean into the cliches as much as possible to just a ridiculous level and just just go for the humor of it. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? I was talking about Marquise Brown. Look, surely he can be better, Lamar Jackson. It surely it can't be this bad. I think he's going to get the work. I think he's going to get the attention, the opportunity, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that upside. I've recently sent out an offer in a redraft where I had both Tyler Boyd and and T. Higgins. And I decided between the two I'd rather keep Boyd. So I offered T. Higgins for Marquise Brown. And I think it might even happen. We'll see. It's a keeper league, so he may even like the idea of keeping T. Higgins a little bit in a later rounds. He's a losing, losing team. Which is always weird in redraft because it's like, well, I have zero reason. But like I said, this is a keeper, so maybe he'll take the offer. It just increases the upside of my, my lineup, which is what I was talking about before, right? Having both Boyd and Higgins on my team, there's been games where I've, I've started them both. And they've both given me points, but it's still less than optimal. I'd rather have another wide receiver on another team in my lineup, especially one as explosive as Marquise Brown. I just noticed all of these players are guys I have on that one team that I just offered for Marquise Brown. That's kind of funny. Uh, not Ebron and Kelsey, but the next couple of guys I'm going to talk to. But I'm going to now jump down. We're going to jump between here. On the flip side, I want you to flip Kareem Hunt. I know. 
I know Kareem Hunt's been pretty good. And most people are going to know Chubb is probably coming back, but it doesn't matter. Hunt has a great Week 10 matchup against uh, the Texans. Play it up. Play that up. Sell that and sell that You know, Hunt was already doing well even when Chubb was there in the first part of the season, so you don't have to worry about it. And that may very well be true. However, in both Redraft and especially Dynasty, go ahead and sell high on Kareem Hunt. Simple. Why, you're asking? Because I just don't think he's going to keep it up. He even has not looked fantastic in recent games. I just, um, he's getting older. There's just a lot of things there, especially in redraft, unless I'm a contender. I am very happy to move on and get other things and make room for other things and other players. Very, very happy to move on. Speaking of moving on, Cam Akers. No, he's not a flip. He's a buy. Go get Cam Akers. Uh, before the this week nine game, and you're gonna have to pay up for him, but I think it's gonna be worth it. And I know, I know, we've talked over and over about Cam Akers, and there's been lots of excuses for him, but now the excuses very well may be gone. And I I know. Look, Henderson's a tough guy. He's trying to get back in there. Malcolm Brown is an all around solid player, but I think Cam can flash he can give them something they don't have and after their buy right coming out of the buy next week this week in week 10 um arizona new england new york jets and seattle that's the first four games coming out of that's the last four games i should say of the season for him so that's fantastic. Um, just those are all around good kind of matchups for one reason or another because of bad defense, because of the other team, you know, putting up points, whatever it is. Uh, I like Cam Akers. He could be special. It could be a winner. I don't think he's going to cost that much. All right. Um, back to flips. Here's one that hurts me a little close to home. He's a guy that I started the season out before week one saying go and get James Robinson. So we've been on this guy since negative day 10, right? Basically. So I I really have been happy with him. However, there's a number of reasons why now I'm okay with selling him. I know some people were trying to tell you sell him weeks ago, Matt Kelly, right? Two, three weeks ago, he was telling telling you to sell him. No, 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 no. It was too soon. It was too soon. I was even buying him back then. But now is the time to sell. So they have one. He has one more great matchup. They play the Packers. Number one, most points to running back. It's a great matchup. But after that, it gets rough. Okay, so after that, they play Pittsburgh. And I'm going to give you the ranks. I'm not even going to say the teams. I'm just going to give you the ranks and points against. It's... uh. 1st, 19th, 15th, 11th, 29th, 22nd. So obviously the one, that's Pittsburgh. But after that, 19, 15, 11, 29, 22. Uh, Some of those are are in the middle. He might be fine. 
bad, bad champion. If you are trying to win a championship with James Robinson, you should flip him. Go ahead and flip him. Also, just quarterback offense uncertainty there. Um, I don't know if they really think Minshew is the reason they're losing. It's ridiculous. If anything, they put them playing him puts them at risk of winning games, which I've said all along. And so uh, that I just think the whole offense is not going to look as good if they're trying to play Luton and so on. And that might even be a problem this week. So if you can sell him tomorrow, today, Saturday, do it. Because uh, if not, sell him next week before they play the Packers and he has a good game, uh, or at least looks like he would have a good game, that's what you can sell him on. All right, going back to players you want to buy, you want to acquire. I know this is kind of the talk. It's Jonathan Taylor. If you can get by without him for a week or two here, I think he will have a very strong finish. I know, I know. Here's the ranks, though. Weeks 10 through 15, 11th, 1st, 11th, 3rd, 5th, 3rd. They play Tennessee Titans like once, and then someone else, and then they play them again, and then they play Houston Texans, and then they play the Raiders, and then they play the Houston Texans again. It's a really messed up schedule. I'm not sure if that's because I think something got moved around with the with the COVID games. I'm, I'm going to blame it on that. But anyway, um, Jonathan Taylor, I, he other than Akers, who has an amazing last four, right? Other than that, Jonathan Taylor has one of the best, at least prolonged schedules because it's a full like six good games. Okay, so Jonathan Taylor, people are getting down on him. So now is the time to buy. Simple as that. And this works for Dynasty. This works for everything. Just get Jonathan Taylor. And finally, on the flip, go ahead and liquidate Zach Moss. I just mentioned him as a streamer earlier, and he is a great, great looking week 10 matchup. But then in week 11, they have a bye. And after they come out of the bye, week um, 12 and on, terrible, terrible matchups. So now is the time to sell high on, on Zach Moss. Simple as that. I have him in one of my keeper leagues, and I'm debating whether or not I'm going for it. I may just hold on to him because he's a little bit of a late keeper, so if he does something, maybe I can trade him for picks. But if I can trade him for picks now, I'm going to do it. So go ahead, and I'm going to put these out in a short video format, so be looking for that if you want kind of a follow-along follow to see them. And... Uh, be sure to follow on Twitter at FusionFFB. Maybe I'll have more streamers for you as I can think of them or as other situations, health situations maybe on teams occur. I can give you updates. Be sure to follow there. Like all that good stuff. Review if you're on the Apple. Otherwise, you don't have an option, which is just always strikes me as silly. But anyway, thanks for listening Hope you can watch. Hope you can follow. Good luck, everybody. It's crazy out there, I know. Um, look, anyone right now, I understand zero running back. I understand it, but the whole reason for robust kind of a running back is that you have a lot of them. And that just means that even if 
two of the three get injured, at least you have to still have the one. There's a lot of teams that don't even have the one, and they're relying on the Tyler Irvins and the, the McKinnons, which I've done myself, and that's great. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's a Jermichael Hasty, and it doesn't work. I'm just saying that I just everything that's happening with injury to running back does not does not prove that going early running back was a bad idea. Quite, I believe, quite the opposite. It proves that we were correct, that it was absolutely important to get as many of those top running backs as we could because we know many are going to be injured and we want to have a higher chance of having as many of them still healthy as possible. Just wanted to add that little postscript. All right, guys, have a good week. Go get them. Go set yourself up with some uh, some ads. Be active. Keep working. Set yourself up for next week. Don't forget to take Jimmy Garoppolo out of your starting lineup when he goes on IR. Fun things like that. You know, it might help you win. You know. See you guys next week.